<laughs> Damn it. I was going to say the normal intro, and then I thought of Jim Dale. Um, hi, everybody. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> Dude, I'm, just, I'm, like, I'm sorry. Let's start this, and then we'll we'll start this. Scott um, and I got in a fight before the fuck podcast started. Yeah, before the fuck cast started. <laughs> before the... Um, Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to Hi another guys. episode of Behind the Timeline. I'm your co-host, Scott, and my co-pilot on this dumpster fire of a movie today is Lindsay. Lindsay, say hello to the... I am here on this dumpster fire. Yeah. This is this is Pete's Dragon, and it's really bad. It's the first movie we've done that I think just is... It's so bad. Like, we could be done yeah. now. I, I never yeah, be. honestly, like... And here's what sucks like when I was a kid I remember so like before I rewatched this movie I just remembered it as a kid and I was like oh yeah that movie was really funny and it had good songs or whatever and I remember that the teacher is a total bitch or whatever and then I'm rewatching this movie and I'm just like holy crap watching this True with a critical garbage. eye now dude it's oh my god right off the bat this movie is just absolute bonkers um, Watching it at all, I had never seen this movie. Yeah. Um, I but I am now. You have me distracted. I'm like, should we do? Are we doing this? Should we hash this out right yeah, now? Yeah, let's throw it down. Are all right, guys- look, look. I was introduced to the audiobooks with Jim Dale. Okay, you can, I didn't you can have go ahead Steven- and say we for the record. We. I listened to Jim Dale for my whole. We okay. have not discussed this, folks. All I've heard from Scott is that he's pissed because I like Stephen Fry's I'm version not of this. I just Harry think Jim Potter Dale audiobook. is the better. And so the reason we're talking about this, Jim Dale is one of the villains in this movie. He's Doctor Terminus. Yes. Um, yes. The lesser of the Harry Potter narrators is in this movie. Yes, that is exactly <laughs> how it was worded in her notes, and that's exactly what what fucking shined my shoes about this. I. It just, <laughs> dude. <laughs> He, I grew up with Jim Dale too, but he has most of it just you know, just just wrong. And Stephen Fry is better in every way at everything that he does. It's just that simple. I just don't. <laughs> see. Here's the thing. I've never actually heard Stephen Fry's. Oh, please allow me to help provide well, them to you. So yes, please, I because I have all seven of the books on my Audible. And I, li- I reread. Mm-hmm. I call it rereading. Anybody that says that listening to an audiobook is not reading, go fuck yourself. All right, like that's, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Listening to the audiobook is absolutely rereading, dude. Yeah. And for so- fantasy lovers, I just have to throw this in there because we all know I'm preparing for the Hobbit. Mm-hmm. Uh, audiobooks are dope because you can have the atlas up, and you don't have to look back and forth. The atlas, the genealogy, whatever you need, it's all, and you can just, it's beautiful. So you guys don't even know how fucking excited she is for the Hobbit. So can you tell so that we hard. really didn't like this movie? We're doing like everything we can to like avoid everything about it except for Pete's Dragon. The point I is, um, I you know what? I think that by not discussing this before the pod, we've realized that I I, I understand your love of Jim Dale, and, and you haven't even heard Stephen Fry. So why don't I why don't I help you to hear some Stephen Fry, and then we'll revisit this? Yes, because I'm ready to throw down. I was like, I'm ready. To just, well, just no, say and then shit, you said you made the you comment. Haven't even heard it. I mean, you said what you said about Bellatrix, and I was like, oh god, yeah, dude, her her fucking accent is terrible. Bellatrix is not from Eastern Europe. I'm sorry. That's absurd. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. No, no. Stephen Fry is the superior narrator, and I will help you to experience that, and then we'll continue this debate. Because yes, thank you. That got me fired up before this episode. Thank you, All listeners, right. for helping us mediate that. 
Mm-hmm. We did. We needed to work that out publicly. I was yeah. like, what the fuck do you mean Jim Dale over Stephen Fry? <laughs> this is going to be the end of our friendship. I know. <laughs> All right. But here uh, we are. Shall I read a plot summary on... Uh, well, where oh, are we? Yeah, yeah, I suppose it's 1977. Let's, let's, slow the, let's slow the fuck down. Slow my roll. I have shit to discuss here. It is 1977. Take three. Yeah. Um, some exciting stuff that uh, I can't believe that this isn't the first thing I put on during take one. Um, the Silmarillion was published. I know. That, I was like, dude, are you serious right now? Like, you put... I just slept on that. <laughs> it took forever? All right. It's insane. I um, love this Silmarillion. So, fuck yes. Oh, you and me both, my friend. I cannot... Oh, yeah. I'm... I'm so excited. Um, Dungeons and Dragons basic set card game was released. Very cool. Lots Hell of nerdy yeah. stuff, if we recall. This is also the year of the original Atari and the Apple II. And yep. So all this nerdy shit's happening. Slim Fest began selling, so huzzah. <laughs> Hooray for society. Um, and The Shining was published by Stephen King. So Woo! very cool. It's actually a really good book. I know. I know. And movie, even though... Well, it is a good movie, Stephen but King fun fact like for you, Stephen King fucking hated that movie. <laughs> we both just know the same fun fact. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, but and I just watched Ready Player Scott. One, so and that's like uh, a huge part of the movie. Uh, have you read Ready Player One? I've read the first half of it, and then I lost the book yes. when I was moving. And then you were like, "Oh God, it's." Well, it's I mean, really like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna start a book and then not finish it. I did that with the fucking uh, Leviathan series, and I don't know did where that book it? is. No, it's so it's so bad. I uh, I have the audiobook read by Will Wheaton, and it's not Will good. Wheaton. This is a very bad job. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, top we know Star Wars. Was yeah, the top we don't need to rehash the top grossing movies. Pete's oh. Dragon made like thirty six million on a ten million dollar budget. Though I will say this is very impressive. On ten million dollars, it did actually earn a profit for Disney. Yeah, it did, which absolutely shocks me. Yeah. I can't believe they made a dime on this. I can't believe people didn't sneak into theaters to burn the film. I'm honest <laughs> to God. I. Um, so we are... In the timeline, we're still in the Dark Age. We're after the Rescuers and before the Fox and the Hound, which, incidentally, we are skipping because fuck that noise. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> which I... So, shout out to my friend Anna... For continually giving me shit that we are skipping all the dog movies. We're not actively skipping the dog movies because we hate dogs. They're just not good movies. Like, I'm sorry. They're just not. And Fo- I don't feel like crying the whole time I'm watching Fox and the Hound. All right? I Or, or feeling guilty because you're not crying and you're supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> Like I, yeah. And you know, incidentally, like you, like you and I were talking about before we got on the podcast, uh, not the first question we've had about this. Oh yeah. Not by a long shot. And it definitely won't be the last one. Shout out to Rob. Um, Uh, Rob wants to know why we're not doing 101 Dalmatians. The answer is clearly we do have something against the dog movies and it's bad. Maybe we do. And I just like, I don't know how to admit it. I don't know. Dog movies are all bad. We also skipped the cat movie. Let's be real. We did. I'm over here. Like Kevin is sitting under the mic right now. Like it's, and I skipped the cat movie. I'll make a, it, it came out in 1994, but I'll watch uh, homeward bound for all of you guys. (laughs) Oh, you say that like it's a chore. No, I know. I just, I want you to know. I can't believe Homeward Bound's not on the timeline. I'm going to add it right now. Yes. I actually just realized it's not. Yeah, no, I, thank you. I'm highlighting it. (laughs) Yeah. 
the first dog yeah, we'll movie. Fucking... It's going to be a huge deal, guys. Yeah, we'll do Homeward Bound. Everyone settle um, down. So, Scott, you had a lot about this in your notes, and I concur wholeheartedly. Yeah. So please rant to me about the warning situation here. If we are not going to get a fucking... The only warning in this movie is tobacco, which I still don't get because the only two times that we ever see tobacco is the mayor and he has a cigar. And the cigar both times is not lit. I want to point that out. I am somewhat of a cigar aficionado. I am not blind and the cigar is not lit either times. But for some reason, that is what Disney felt the need to warn us about, not the gratuitous amounts of child violence and abuse or the just overabundant use of alcohol in this movie mm-hmm. or like yeah, every other the- movie. I honestly dude, like if it's not covered in this movie, then alcohol is literally never going to be a warning that we get. And that's not even the first time we've said that. And like you and I are not exactly prudes. You know what I mean? We're not over here like, oh, oh yeah. good heavens. Like he's, you know, it's like, merciful me. like yeah, <laughs> like, but and and I yeah, and it's not the first time that we've said that. That if if it's not going to happen here, that was so bad. I can't believe this was in a movie. And we've seen these movies before. You know, oh, I yeah. haven't seen this one before. Um, thank God. I, you know, I've never. Things two hours. I'll never get back. Um, but no, I I think you're right, and I think this is a trend that we're seeing a little bit where there's yeah. like been some pretty fucked up stuff that they don't put a warning about, mm-hmm. and I feel like maybe in another decade or so they will like you and i might be a little bit like ahead of the game on this of putting a warning in for that kind of thing because it's obviously a fantasy kids movie and it's back in the time and i think people could have said that about a lot of the things that we are getting like full screen warnings for now everybody knows that you know i but i could see this in a while that oh, Disney yeah. adds that to the full front warning, puts it here of like, and also they talk a lot about child abuse. Same with oh the rescuers. God. How was that dude. not in the rescuers? Oh, dude, I seriously. Like it's it is kind of ridiculous. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see it down the line. Yeah, I... as Disney wokens, <laughs> awakening. <laughs> we we include additional warnings. I think you're right, though. I re- I really do. Uh, dude. That's, that's bonkers. I, you know what it is, honestly? It's just, I feel like that was just something that was accepted at the time. It was like, oh yeah, people drink. Like, it's not, we weren't, we didn't take the, like, scary part of it seriously. Uh, that is totally true. And, they, I mean, you don't see it in movies now. There's no drinking in, in modern Disney, right? No, not at all. Not even, like, a glass of wine, right? Like, Elsa doesn't have a glass of champagne. God, she totally needed one, and no, she doesn't have one. <laughs> she did. <laughs> Elsa, Elsa needed a cake bag. Um, God, I can't wait to talk about that. That'll oh be fun. God. <laughs> oh, my God. Frozen fever. Um, anyway, again, anything but this movie. Talk to me about the parks. I just said nothing, and then you So elaborated. it is nothing. Yeah, so there is, like, nothing in the park. However, the lamp... Or the lamp, Jesus. The lighthouse that is featured prominently in the film, which is basically Lampy's lighthouse, um, mm-hmm. it was originally, after the premiere, supposed to be moved to Disney Anaheim. Um, and it was going to be placed on Sawyer's Island. And it was going to be like this spinning beacon that brought everybody to Frontierland. Makes sense. Um, 
However, because it was so water worn and so like just totally not kept up with, it couldn't be moved without falling apart. And so they ended up trashing the whole idea and it just got destroyed. And I personally like that would have been something cool to me. Like, obviously, this is not a favorite movie of mine, but I still think it would have been cool to be like, yeah, dude, that's the lighthouse. It was actually in the movie. That would have been sick as hell. That would have been cool. That's the kind of thing that um, fits really naturally within the space, right? Yeah, exactly. Like that that would have been cool. That would have made sense. That's exactly... I mean, okay, this movie doesn't deserve anything, but <laughs> if there was anything that was worth kind of putting in the park, it would have been that. That would have been cool. Yeah. But like this movie, it did not hold up. No, um, it did not. And actually, <laughs> I never watched the remake either, which I thought was Yo, really so, funny that you watched it. I fucking did, because I told you I committed to this. I am here for sequels and remakes and all that. I am responsible for it, just like you are for names. Because trust me, I don't know the names of anyone except for Pete and the dragon. <laughs> so I, you're responsible for that. I'm responsible yeah. for sequels. And I watched this shit, and uh, it was, like, totally different. Like, it, it definitely Yeah, his parents made... are just dead, right? He doesn't have an adoptive family. Yeah, it's like he's, like, up in Maine, which, like, this one actually is in Maine, which is where it's supposed to be, right? The, um... Passamaquoddy is supposed to be, a Passamaquoddy, yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's supposed to be a harbor town in, in, uh, Maine. It's a, it's a Native American tribe that was local to Maine. Um, yeah. And so, that's where they got the name. And so, it's for sure it's supposed to be Maine. In the 1977 version, it's definitely kind of not. It's kind of like a... It looks like, like old timey Boston, but like with more lobster. And I'm so, like, sure, like it's totally Massachusetts. But in the in the sequel, it's Maine, and yeah. he lives out in the woods, like Tarzan, and like where the woods oh are in God. Maine. Like that actually makes sense. And it's like his parents die in a car crash, and he's like raised by Elliot um, until oh. deforestation somehow um, causes him to be found by some girl uh, and her mom who is either Jessica Chastain or the other actress who looks like Jessica Bryce Chastain. Yeah, I think it actually might be Bryce Dallas. You know, I don't know. It probably is because this came out right after Jurassic World. So It's one of the redheads. I struggle. I'm not sure which of them is which. They honestly, they look so much alike. It's like they're... They really they're, do. They're fucking with us, right? Like it's one person? I, I think it is one person. All right. Let's just agree to that that it's Bryce Dallas Chastain stars <laughs> in this movie. Um... But it's a totally different story. It's like she like works in like the forest, the parks uh, department and shit. Yeah, yeah. She works for Parks and Rec, and she's like, (laughs) "No, we'll find the dragon." And then they find the dragon, and there's some kind of bullshit. And then I fell asleep. I didn't. I didn't. It's. I didn't see the end of it. Unbelievable. (laughs) But it implicitly made a lot more sense than than the movie we're about to discuss. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So. I don't know. Take me. I fucking hated this. Take me through. Dude. Get, uh, let's get, let's go. <laughs> so my first note, honestly, I feel like is basically the encapsulation of this entire movie. This is the most musical musical that should never have been a fucking musical. Seriously. It is an affront to God. Dude. As first of all, I don't understand the whole fucking stage performance nonsense that's going on with the Gogans at the beginning. Like, why are they just so suddenly confused. doing some kind of multi-layered stage dance in the middle and of this was, forest while they're looking for this fucking kid? 
It was like one of the only moments that was really like that too. Like it was yeah. looked just like a stage play on this really obvious sound stage mm-hmm. and just like it was so fucking weird. I I didn't know what to think of that. Because, again, I had not seen this movie, and I was like, what is happening? This bitch is two hours and eight minutes long. How are we starting out here? This is so not okay. Well, and that's the thing. There's a song just about every... I think I clocked it. There's a song just about every nine minutes. Eight or nine minutes in this movie. That's insane. And it's so unnecessary. There are literally only two songs that come out of this movie that are good. And one is obviously the flagship song, Candle on the Water. And even, honest to God, I'm like, good or just sort of 90s piano book? It's the only one I would listen to, like, on repeat. I do think it is a really good song. Um, I think other versions than the one besides um, the actual one from the movie. Sorry, I completely fucking lost my train of thought. Um, But the the number one thing that came out of this, like, whole notice for me, why the fuck does Disney keep insisting on getting kids that can't sing? Sean Marshall has never this. acted in his life. The kid who plays Pete. And what is he, wrong with Disney right now? He can't sing worth a shit. <laughs> he also can't act worth a shit, dude. Like, no, for, he's he, I just, garbage oh. the whole way through the movie. And the movie has his name in the title. And I'm like, what are you doing here? This is... He was awful. Yeah. Truly, he was awful. Right down um, from like his character. But like him as a... It just, he felt so overacted that everyone else that maybe was even doing a good job, like Dr. Terminus, I loved Jim Dale as Dr. Terminus. I think he's fucking hilarious. I love Mickey Rooney as Lampy. He's the funniest part in this whole movie for me. I love Red Buttons as Hoagie. Um, Mickey the, Rooney was okay. Mickey Rooney cracks me up. The first time he ever sees Pete, he's just like, hello, little boy. And I'm like, dude, if that, ha- <laughs> that shit happened today, that guy would be in irons, like hardcore, that dude would be behind bars. Nothing about this movie cracked me up. Oh my god! I was <laughs> like, I'm yeah, so he was alright. It is really he was funny like, to me. Mickey Rooney was like slightly less insufferable than the rest of this movie. That's I. This this thing could have been like a cool fifty minutes, and I could have gotten on board. This thing needed mm-hmm. to be Bambi length. This was the first movie that has an extra forty minutes. We keep talking yeah. about things that are missing their an extra fifteen or thirty or whatever. This thing has way too much, and it's all the music. It is. It's and all the music. Just keeps it going for literally no reason. We didn't need a song about the dragon after he saw him, uh, fucking on the side of the road, and then you meet Nora and they all dance in the bar. We didn't fucking need that. We didn't need the bill of sale song because that led right in from. First of all, when you hear the phrase "razzle dazzle." You don't think it's supposed to be brazzle dazzle, right? With a B? No. No. That is the literal name of that song is Brazzle Dazzle Day. Well, that's It's so You know, dumb. it's trying to be like Disney and cute. I know. And in better hands in Mary Poppins, that would have been cute as fuck. Would be like, "Oh my god, so, it's a Brazzle Dazzle Day, Scott." Like I we know. would if that was a song in Mary Poppins and they did it and it wasn't hot dumpster garbage. Um, we would be loving the Brazzle Dazzle Day. I can totally see that being cute, but in the hands of this fucking movie, it's awful. 
Well, that's, and you know, I that's what I thought Mary Poppins was gonna be. Like, what this is what I expected going into Poppins, and God damn Poppins. it, am I glad that's not what happened? But also, it still happened to me. Now we're watching this one, the shitty movie we picked to watch because we skipped all the shitty ones, so we're watching this one. We needed to humble is, ourselves a little bit, I think. It was my worst fears of Poppins. Yeah, we really skipped through like the worst of Disney, where we're like, everything's great. Like we're just mm-hmm. not gonna do. <laughs> you know. Well, so here's the Dumbo. thing. When this was being, there's a lot of behind the scenes production problems with this movie. Disney really wanted this to be another Mary Poppins, but this Clearly. was also coming on the heels of Don Bluth being like, "I'm fucking done with you guys." Yeah. Um, this was the last thing Our that Don Disney Bluth exile. actually exactly. Well, and he took like seven other artists with him, but mm-hmm. um, you can absolutely tell which scenes in the Rescuers were worked on by Don Bluth and which scenes mm-hmm. weren't. But in this, the only thing that's animated is Elliot, and Elliot honestly, like it sounds really dumb, but Elliot actually looks really good. Like he, you know, he, you're not wrong about that. Most of the time, he looks okay, and there's. Yeah. Uh, you can see them try to like do shading and lighting effects mm-hmm. on him, and like they, they seven out of ten effort. Yeah, like the lining in his tail looks good when he fold, when he stands up. Like it looked it looked okay when he like puts his hand over someone's shoulder. Like the shoulder has a shadow over it, so they actually worked to make this look real, and that part was was good to me. Um, I kind of touched on it again with the warning, but the things that were not good to me actually lead right from the song into this. I don't get what Disney has against kids or loving families, but this shit needs to fucking stop. The yeah. first song, uh, what what is the first song called? Oh, in these hills, that the Gogans sing while they're looking for Pete. Yeah. Every single line the brothers sing is, I swear to God, is just about how they're gonna maim, torture, or straight up murder this child. And they're using him for labor. Like, this is an odd... Like, this is two movies in a row. Um, where, yeah, child's where, being used for labor. Yeah, orphans. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and you called this a while back in the Silver Age. You called the orphan trend in the yep. Dark Ages. And fuck me, you were correct. Yeah. Um, and it was, yeah, the hillbillies were... I Let me assure you that New England does not have any such hooligans. No, this is this straight is up, not, like, Flor- Florida. This is Florida again. Yeah. We're back in central Florida. <laughs> We've returned. Disney has a thing for abused orphans and southern hillbillies. They do. It it was jarring for me. I did not expect that. I went into this and I was like, God fucking damn it. Like, I was pissed. I I was glad to see all that in your notes because I also (laughs) am not happy. Here's the the other thing that I don't fucking get. And this was one of my questions come to this. Like, things that didn't get answered. Why do the Gogans waste $50 to get Elliot when they treat their own sons just as shitty? Why didn't Merle and, um, I can't remember her name, Mary A or whatever the fuck, Mary Ellie or Ellie May or whatever the fuck. Yeah, Yeah. Merle and Carl, like in The Walking Dead. Um, why the fuck? And Durl. And Durl, yeah, but it's actually Durl. And and Carl. (laughs) They just have like a southern draw. Just all of that. That's all their names in The Walking Dead. Carl and Carol and Daryl and Merle. Oh, yeah. But they Coral. all have a southern accent. So Come it's on, Coral, Coral and Merle and Durl and Carl. Durl. They all say this. Anyway, it, fucking Walking Dead. Like, they, <laughs> the parents treat their two actual blood sons just as shitty as they treat Pete. 
Why didn't really, they just have those two sons work the fucking farm and those two live in the lap of luxury? I like, hate that I, I have, like, not an answer, but, like, that you've engaged me intellectually. Like, I, I but so the, I think the reason is it's a little bit of a Cinderella trope. It's just executed, yeah. like, really, really fucking poorly. It is really, Like, really we really asked the same thing about the stepsisters, right? But, oh, yeah. You know, I, I think that it's a little bit of that, um, but just executed really, really poorly. Because yeah, it just, yeah, because they do treat them like shit. Like, at least Griselda and Anastasia. Hey, 50 50. Um, I know, I was pretty impressed, actually. <laughs> that was, I can't believe Griselda's the one that I got. Anastasia's the one I should know. She features prominently in Cinderella, too. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, you know, they were, um, you know, liked and treated well. So it's a little bit different, but I think it's, I think they're trying to do that. I th- yeah, I think that's. It's not a good excuse, but it makes enough sense that I'll I'll let it go. I've at least, and I I'm like I'll I'll engage with that question. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know because this movie sucks. sucks. It's, uh, it does, and I ah uh, so fuck me. Um. Also, so, for this movie being so long, the movie itself, the actual in film timeline, is only six days. It's not even a week. This entire movie takes place over six days. <sighs> yeah, why is it two hours long? Yeah. They. It was really strange, and like at the crux of this whole movie, right, is what I'm calling Pete's abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. And like. Yeah. It's. It's not great, right? Like, Pete's like shitting on Elliot the whole time. Like, the whole premise of this movie is so senseless of like, okay, we're escaping these hillbillies, sure. Um, that seems sensible to me based mm. on what the hillbilly song said. Oh, well, yeah. Um, but he's like, Pete, you have to, or dragon, Elliot, you have to go invisible. Um, so that nobody can see you. And then we're going to go into this town where I'm going to tell everybody that I have a dragon, but you have to be invisible and like inevitably gets into all kinds of shit that is like, makes things more difficult for Pete and then he shits all over Elliot when the only reason that this is happening is that Elliot's invisible. And if Elliot was just like, yo, I'm Elliot, this might be a much more interesting movie. But instead, it's full of, like, bullshit gags and of, of attempts to, like, save the budget by not showing the dragon. Um, and weird. And then, like, as soon as they're in the town, like, they go to the this cave... Right, which I have a oh, lot of yeah. questions about. I, I have, I need to discuss this cave. So, but they sit down in the cave together and, like, don't have anywhere to go. And, like, the town chases them out or whatever. And this is before they find, you know, Lampy and, and what's her name to go up into the lighthouse Oh, Nora. With. Sure. And, uh, <laughs> and Pete goes, I don't know if you're good for me or bad. I mean. To Elliot. Yeah, so that's where I kind of was like, I don't get what person we're supposed to be sympathizing for here. Because the movie is called Pete's Dragon, which means it's about the dragon? Or is it supposed to be about Pete and his dragon? Because when they first enter the town, he's like, yo, you gotta be invisible, just stay behind me, don't cause any problems. And then Pete is like, I'm gonna I'm do the classic turn of the century kid move and I'm gonna grab a stick I'm gonna run across this fence uh-huh, uh-huh. and then Elliot Doing does it Tom it. yeah <laughs> and then fucking Elliot does it and the fucking fence explodes and 
immediately, my first thought is, dude, just have Elliot walk right behind you. But instead, well, this dumb yeah. shit kid is like, follow me on the sidewalk. And then Elliot's like, okay. I, You know what it is? I think they, like, for him being loving and caring and be, supposed to be there to protect Pete, the, they just make the dragon a fucking idiot. They and do, I, and it's, like, supposed to be played for laughs, but it juxtaposes so weirdly with this like kind of existential question right about like whether the dragon is a good thing or a bad thing for pete because ostensibly if pete had gone into the town saw this dragon oh yeah and no had one said, would have even known he was there well or had gone up to you know a likely looking stranger or the church or whatever and been like hey i'm being abused by my adopted family please help me like Ostensibly, like, the movie doesn't have to happen. Like, somebody would take him in, and he would explain what happened, and then the fucking, you know, the hillbillies would show up, and everyone would say, you're right, Pete, it looks like they're really abusive towards you, and screaming about wanting your blood. Let's take care of you. Like, I, you know, then we don't need to have a movie. So, I, but I, I don't know, I feel like the, the dragon is not helping Pete's circumstances, until like or at all right all the dragon does is cause problems I mean, yeah, the dragon really, wasn't there he really doesn't do a whole lot for him he doesn't rescue or save the day in the end does he no he actually is the main cause of most of the problems right that's what i'm thinking like the end is saving him and stopping him from getting taken by you know dr terminus yeah because <laughs> yeah after sure. Lampy and Hoagie go into the cave, Hoagie basically convinces Dr. Terminus that he's real. And which I still don't really understand that why these people are just so fucking ready to believe a dragon exists. But whatever. Um Right. Like the the it's really weird that this guy who sells like obviously fake medicine yeah. and stuff is like needs a real dragon. Well, to, okay. I'm like, what is going on? And I'm, I'll talk about this more when we discuss the, when we get the villain rating or whatever. But his plan is so fucking stupid and not thought out in any real way. Please explain it to me because I'm not sure I followed that shit. His plan is he wants to dice up uh, Elliot and sell his pieces. And I'm that's like, that's not a plan. No, it's just a quick way to get a buck. And I'm like, are you actually fucking stupid, bro? Do you have any idea how much more money you'd get having a goddamn live dragon? To prove to the entire world that they exist? I mean, okay, obviously that kind of thinking is outside of this asshole's scope. But I mean, I'm thinking more like, this guy could go chop up a fucking goat and tell everyone. You know what I mean? And be like, look at its magnificent horns. It was, you know, it's Smaug. Well, yeah, that was my my other question. They could have done that. I have two questions in this movie. The first one is why the Gogan spend that money. But the second one is Dr. Terminus is a straight up fake in Charlatan, but God damn it. He is a good salesman. Yeah. And, and therefore, why does he need the real dragon? (laughs) He could have absolutely (laughs) fucking lied to these people. He totally lied to all of them before. They all knew who he was. And you know what? Second movie in a row where I'm reminded of Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh my Which god! Is a I know. nice, a nice feeling, except I cannot play that game again because that's like it's too long, and I don't. I don't have, have the, that kind of time. I, I, nobody has that kind of time. I don't but have I that kind of time to go of, looking for the albino alligator all over again. I'm not doing that. Uh, I found that motherfucker. I 100 percented that game. It was hard, and for months, every time I saw like a squirrel or a bird in real life, I was like exotic feathers. Like, I just, <laughs> but, 
but but I am reminded of the um, the dude in that game who is like the charlatan uh, zookeeper guy. Who incidentally, oh, there's yeah. also a guy in Wheel of Time that is exactly that guy. There's always um, a guy like that because they're fucking cool and they're funny. Yeah, it's a great trope, right? And he has he's like, oh yeah, my lion, and it's like a dog with a you know some shit tied on his head for a mane. But then eventually, there really is a lion. Um, this kind of reminds me of that. It's like you could you could for sure chop up a goat, but sure, we get real dragon. You want to chop up and sell? Great, like yeah, that surprise like, everyone once in a while. So stupid dude. <laughs> and then like the Gogan's only claim to Elliot is this one piece of paper, the bill of sale, that first of all would have been completely destroyed. In uh, when they fell into the water, when dude, they're trying to get way, back, way way before go. that yeah. though, like dude, uh, the it's a bill of sale for Pete, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we can back it all the way the fuck up and say that's not how adoption works. You don't own that child. What the fuck? You well, don't yeah. buy people that slavery. Why is there not a warning on this movie? Actually, what yeah, the actual point. fuck? I didn't think of that. Holy shit! I did when the first time I saw it. I was like, "What do you mean bill of sale?" That is fucked it's up, ri- dude. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's so bad. Like honestly, I I do not understand how there's we just have this like tobacco warning, and I'm like, "Fuck you, tobacco dude. warning!" Like this movie is so toxic. And that part was really funny, too. That was another really funny part to me, too. The fucking... When when Dr. Terminus first gets to town, and he's like, throw out the anchor! And the anchor catches the steps to the mayor's... Uh, the town hall. And then he just falls forward, and he just, like, smashes his cigar. That shit was really funny to me. I... I mean... I don't know, man. I, not, I'm gonna I find was something funny by... in all of these movies. I'm not charmed by this movie now that I've watched it as an adult, but... I can't believe I that I don't have something that I like because I like everything. My friends will attest or always like, yeah. I'll be like, oh my God, did you see whatever? It was so dope. And they're like, uh-huh. Yeah, I know, Lindsay. Everything's the best thing you've ever seen. And I'm like, well, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I, was I think you've said that to me before. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure You're like, have. don't lie to me. That's not your favorite thing. Like, oh, yeah. I'm like, that's today. totally not your favorite shit. Like the next 20 <laughs> minutes, it's your favorite thing. But yeah, exactly. And But in this, I got nothing. And I, so I I had questions about the cave. Oh, yeah. What's so up? they go into this cave, and this is, like, where they leave Elliot for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of, like, which is just, like, Pete's abusive relationship. Yeah. But when, uh, God, you told me her name. What's her Nora. face? Thank you. Um, when Nora Reddy. comes, <laughs> when, she, when she comes and finds Pete. Pete Right? (laughs) That one I got. Um, (laughs) She mentions, like, or did I have a stroke? Or does she say... The tide comes in really high. Like, you gotta get out of here. The tide's coming in. Yeah, the water's coming in. You have to leave the cave. Yeah, but Elliot just stays in there because he's a dragon. And for some reason, that doesn't mean anything to him. Okay, yeah. Like, second time that we have people left in the flooding cave. Just saying. Like, this movie is way too much like The Rescuers. Like, this is so taking place in that universe's Florida. Oh, I bet you That's where we are. Yep. Like this is it's, sorry, it's just somebody this is Florida is cosplaying as Massachusetts right now. Dude, like this is And like Pete's or Elliot's totally fine with it too. He's just like, all right, cool, I'll chill here. Oh my god, you got new clothes? That's dope. I'm gonna chill here still. Because he's an idiot. They really paint him to be like so deeply stupid. He's yeah. dumber than the chicken in Moana. I don't like, know about that. He's close. He's smart enough to know that uh Bernie, which again, this is a really loose fucking 
plot device, but he's smart enough to know to burn up the, the quote, bill of sale or adoption paper for Pete at the end of the movie. And that's why the Gogans leave. They're like, well, we have literally legal claim to this child anymore. And I'm like, okay, that's also not how adoption works. No. But, all right. It's it's all insane. Yeah. Like, the way that they take him in and... Nora's like, you can just live here. I had a fiancé once. He's gone. Been a year. I still love him. Now you can live in this lighthouse with me. And also, does the dragon find... Yes, The the dragon does kind of save the day. That's the one useful thing he does, right? Well... So they that okay so that's the other thing that's one of my like super annoyed things with this movie it yeah, just abruptly weird. ends it it yeah. just fucking ends oh another kid needs your help see you dude oh dude we found paul he had amnesia on an island in polynesia for a year and now he's back and we don't explain that shit because Pete magically found him or that Elliot magically mean, found him fuck out of was... here that's so dumb the new one makes a lot more sense. We're like, as I understand where the third act was going before I fell asleep. Yeah. Um, like, like the, new, the new one was so much better that I fell asleep during, but I watched the original all the way through. Yo, but I had to watch the original all the way yeah, through. Yeah, that's true. I would have picked that back up if I, fe- I felt like I did enough. I did my duty. I'm, I'm bare minimum to this yeah, one. I'm, on I'm not going to ask you to go back to that one. But I was entering the third act, at which point, like, we know what's going to happen. It's like a blockbuster from, like, the late 2010s. Like, yeah. we know the answer, right? So He's going to stop way, deforestation. It's Fern Gully for the 20th cent, for 21st century. I mean, I think I think probably, right? Like, I feel like that's kind of where it was going, and it was like everyone hated the dragon, but then also everyone got into some kind of big trouble. I don't know what. I'm sure, yeah. And and, but it looks like the dragon... And- yeah, like, he actually, like, shows up and, like, does an assist is what it appeared was to happen. Which is exactly what happens in this movie. Really? But I, but only for getting Paul back, right? Not for, like, no. all the rest of the antics are, like, caused by him, right? So, yeah, he basically, he goes, they basically, the Gogans and Dr. Terminus set a trap. And then he convinces the entire town that the dragon is real and it's dangerous. So they all, like, agree to go into this fishing or this fishing uh, hanger and uh, wait for Elliot to come in there. And then he does come in there and then Elliot gets away because plot armor. Um, Sure. But not before throwing Dr. Terminus out of the building and that somehow defeats him even though he's like left hanging on a light post outside. So he's still very clearly able to do all of the things he wanted to do. Um, I'm like trying so hard to focus and follow you, and even when I'm doing nothing but like listening to you explain it to me, I'm zoning out because no, I, I hate know. this and movie. That's, that's I'm the like, problem. I like, still don't know. I didn't. I don't think I took in any of what you just said. I'm gonna have to listen to this again. To like, hear, like I'm like, no, yeah, he sure. like, They're like, oh my god, the dragon is real, and now we can see him, and like get the fuck out of our town and shit. But then the light in the lighthouse goes out. <laughs> And right, I remember like, oh, that. Yeah, fuck, yeah, yeah. We need the dragon. He has fire yeah, powers. Yeah, he does. And we're like, cool. He's a fat ass that can't get into the fucking mm-hmm. or uh, fly. The d- but then the Nora design. gives him a kiss on the nose, and he's like, "My neck stretches further because that's some kind of an innuendo for being kissed by Nora." And oh, then, I don't like that at all. Yeah, it's super. Is exactly how it goes down too. And I might have been crushing candy by that point in the movie, oh, dude. I'm, sure I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I was, this was. I was. I did not like this. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Man, now that is right, though. I do remember that he uh, he saved the day. Yeah, um, he becomes useful to them, and then they're like, maybe he's not so bad. Oh, he's leaving. Later. 
Yeah, and then he's like, I'm off to help the next child, like Mary Poppins style, right? Well, like, yeah, he's that's like, exactly what Disney wanted this to be, was the next big Mary Poppins. And God, to be honest, like, you're a fucking idiot if you kept this movie in theaters one week longer than than maybe, maybe six weeks. Because there's literally no way that anyone's going to remember that movie even came out the same summer that Star Wars came out. Seriously. Fucking stupid. There's no way. Dude, and uh, Close Encounters. Oh, I know. And yeah. Rocky. And Rocky. No, sorry. Rocky would have been out the, it was year, the year before because it won the Oscar. Yeah. We've it, really been sleeping on that dynamic. We're like, this movie did like, we're really not thinking about this subsequent in prior years. I know. Oh, well, we're going to do better, guys. We, this this year helped us figure this out. Yeah, um, big time. But yeah, nobody, here nobody so went long. to see this movie. I But they fucking made money, which blows my mind. Well, at the time, it was, it was like a cult classic. It was like this. Oh my god! Like it's real people, but the dragons there, or whatever. And I'm like, okay, but like even in '77, you guys aren't gonna notice like massive inconsistencies. Like Pete fucking falls asleep in the middle of a dense, dark forest in this log, but when he wakes up, the dense, dark forest is gone and replaced by a fucking apple orchard. Look, that looked so bad. It was unfucking believable. Dude. I know. I'm like. I'm, wow, that was the I was like, first great. fucking thing I noticed. I'm like, where the fuck did Elliot pick this fucking tree branch up and bring it there? No, he didn't because the whole goddamn tree is right there. Everything about it was just. And also so roasted bad. apples. That's not, I have never in my life have I been like, that's something I'd put over the fire. I mean, actually, I'm going to push back on you. That might be the only decent thing in this movie because. Like a baked apple is basically what the, I know. Like it would technically be. I'm roasted, pretty sure that's what he is, he made for him. Yeah, because he just throws yeah. it in the air and lights on fire or whatever. A baked apple is legit, especially yeah, with when stuff. you don't have access to like sugar and stuff. Uh, like I guess that's if true. like if that's not in your palate, a baked apple, like fuck yeah, like that's what like an apple pie is. I know there's a lot of sugar in there, but like I'm sure that the way an apple pie was made, like in antiquity was probably not the same when sugar was, like, less available. You know, it's really funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're, talking, we're talking about sugar, and we're, and we're talking about, like, back in the day and shit, and I told you before that we started recording that I watched The Great Muppet Caper last night. Yeah. And it's just making me that they go to that fucking nightclub, the Debane Club, and fucking Fozzie is sitting at the table putting sugar in his white wine. <laughs> and then he just tells the table behind him, he's like, you know, if you put enough sugar in this stuff, it'll taste just like ginger ale. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it, dude. I fucking like, I love these stupid puppets. Like, that was a beautiful tangent. It was a beautiful tangent. I know. And it made me all because you said the word sugar. <laughs> My, I mean, I need to rewatch all these Muppet movies. I was so, so happy about Muppet Haunted Mansion last me week. Too. But my my point is that I think a baked apple actually would be quite nice. I bet you that. Uh, I'd be willing to try. I've never had one. I've had it in like an apple pie or whatever, and you put like it's an apple pie. It's shit. apple pie yeah. without sugar. Throw some cinnamon on there. It's bomb. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. fair. Also, he totally overfeeds Elliot. He just keeps throwing apples into his face, and Elliot's like, "Ah, slow the fuck down." Also, but on another random note, on Elliot, Elliot sounds remarkably like the monster and out of a quiet place. Oh, I know. I was thinking about that too. He does it like, 
Yeah. It was really fucking creepy. I was like, yo. And then they sing a song about, like, how he is, like, dulcet tones of an angel. And I'm like, oh, my God, Pete, you are, like, so, so. The head of a camel and shit. And I'm like, this sounds like someone's describing something they saw in a fever dream. I hated everything about this movie. Should we... Do we have anything else to add before we do ratings? Well, I do have a couple little miscellaneous things, if I haven't mentioned them already. Um, I think I got all my miscellaneous stuff out. Oh, okay, so number one, this was both Sean Marshall's last acting role... Uh, who plays Pete and the most and his first I know and the most famous role Helen Reddy ever had and who was she Nora Nora. I got it she she didn't go on to do anything even remotely close to as popular as this which says a lot nowadays um but yeah, Sean I Miller went on to go to school. She was actually not bad in this movie. She wasn't. I think a lot. She's like the her and Mickey Rooney are like the most real ones. But that leads me to my last little fun fact. Um, when Mickey Rooney and Red Buttons go into the cave, super drunk, to try and find Elliot, mm-hmm. that entire scene is improv. They were both classically trained comedians of slapstick, and they both were just trying to outdo each other and make the other laugh. I mean that's nice. They did yeah. okay. They were they were not. They knew what movie they were in, and I think they accordingly. knew. Yeah, they were. Just I won't give like them that. Focus. They were. Yeah, they so they were as good as the movie could allow them to be within the constraints of of the dumpster fire that it was. But uh, but they were pretty good within it. This is really this is I'm struggling to be like yeah it was not the worst thing I ever saw in life. <laughs> <laughs> God. Damn it. Like, I gave this thing a 2, and I want to drop it to a 1. I gave it a 3.5, only because Candle on the Water and Mickey Rooney was hilarious to me. But I'm this did not I'm going to drop it to a 1 in the document, in perpetuity forever, for no, as long as fine. Google Keep Docs exists. Yeah. This is a 1 for me. I fucking hated this. Oh, yeah. It it's too so... long. It's too campy. It's too poorly acted and too... To be totally honest, it's just pointless. It is a pointless movie. Nothing happened that I don't even remember the plot. Mm-hmm. Like it was. I so literally bad. had to the retell the movie bad. to you just now. Like that's. Yeah, fucking, you did. Yeah. You just had to retell me what happened, and I watched it. <laughs> I did my fucking best, but no, I the plot made precious little sense, obviously, to me. Um, and just no, thank you. Just this was bad, and I'm I'm, I feel like we have. The real question here is, of the terrible Disney movies that we skipped, is there one that you would have preferred to do over this movie? And a recap of those that we skipped would be Dumbo. I'm not including some of the bullshit in the wartime that doesn't count. Yeah, I'm not. Um, Lady and the Tramp, 101 Dalmatians, The Aristocats. I don't count Ben Dobbs and Broomsticks. I don't even know I don't what the either. fuck that is. Like, it's that's another Mary Poppins style movie. And then I exclude Winnie the Pooh because, of course, that's well, that's yeah. being skipped because of overlove, not not yeah. because it's bad. We know that um, that's good. See Instagram. Honestly, um, yeah, I would think? have put. Now that I've rewatched this, like I honestly, I probably would have taken. See, that's tough. I probably would have taken 101 Dalmatians over this. Same. And, and that's probably. That's probably only because Cruella is so like this iconic Disney villain, but even then, like that's a, it's such a razor thin difference in interest to me. Yeah. 
I watched Dalmatians out of vain curiosity. So that's, I would for sure have rather done Dalmatians yeah. than this. Um, and for what we now know about Cruella, like if yeah. we ever go backwards in the timeline for whatever reason, if somebody grabs a hold of the temp pad and requests it, <laughs> yeah. you know, because yeah, if you guys want to request any of these movies that we have skipped, do it. We'll go back. Yeah, we will. Um, but uh, yeah, if we got requested to do it, I would do Dalmatians. I would do the next one to that that I would do would probably be Lady and the Tramp. See, I would have I would have gone for Aristocats, Aristocats before I went to Lady and the Tramp. And the only reason I would have done that is because Aristocats is funny. There are funny parts in that movie to me. I might go to Aristocats too. You know, the reason I go to Lady and the Tramp is because it looks better. Like it that does. was up still Lady and the Tramp's a yeah. Silver Age movie, whereas Aristocats is Dark Age. The first movie of the Dark Age. Yeah, so yeah. it's in that pencil animation. So, like, yeah, I think I would... There's Lady and the Tramp for sure looks better, and it has a live action that's, like, really bad and went to Disney Plus directly mm. before that wasn't a bad thing. Um, I don't know. Yeah, for sure. But definitely not Fox and the Hound. I, I swear no. to God, I might do Pete's Dragon over Fox and the Hound. <laughs> and I'm really curious to see... Um, how we feel when we do do the Black Cauldron, dude? So that's what I was thinking. By the that's time some hot we get to, garbage, man. I know, and that's the thing. Like by the time we get to the Black Cauldron, fucking Don Bluth is gone. So we are at the bottom of the barrel artistically, and yeah. I'm really anxious to see how this looks. Yeah. And basically, just plays out. I'm gonna be honest. I haven't seen this movie in probably 15 years. And what's funny is um, that the Black Cauldron is way down in the timeline. This is like, this is a couple months away for sure, minimum. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because there's a whole lot of live action non-Disney stuff from the 80s that we're going to be doing because mm. we are. We're just, we just because are. Because we are, guys. We are. It's going to be so <clears throat> but, exciting. So, what should we do villain ratings? I, get, I already gave them I, get, I gave them a zero. Both of them are uh, fucking stupid. I gave it a one for existing, but I'm going to change it to a zero. If you have a zero, I'm going to make it a zero. I yeah. fucking hated this movie. <laughs> no, villains. They were terrible. One they out just, of ten for Their the motivation movie is so dumb. For existing. Dr. Terminus literally is such a fucking idiot for being such a smooth criminal with his sales tactics. I, I can't believe his first thought was not, let's capture the dragon and fucking parade him around. That would have been a way more interesting movie. Yeah. I think so too. Like, uh, yeah, and like we don't, we don't get any kind of information. And I was just realizing this right now, and I never wrote a note about this, but we get literally no information about fucking Elliot except that he came to Pete one day after Pete had been abused by the Gogans. Yeah, we don't have like a backstory on how he. Well, and I guess it's like he fucking probably just showed up the way that he just disappeared. Disappeared like he just as is. mysteriously as he came. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. And he just sort of is here, and um, and he's terrible. It's like if if I wasn't so determined for Evenrid to serve alone for eternity, I would allow I would allow I Elliot into the Disney Losers Club. But <laughs> Evenrid hasn't served enough time alone. That fucking dragonfly. I think that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, but speaking of animations guys Lindsay and I went on this like kick earlier today of finding old non-Disney animations that were around in the 80s mm -hmm. um, and a lot of them are movies that I hope at least some of you know I don't 
think a lot of people know Rockadoodle or Little Nemo. Um, but I'm hoping a lot of people know at least Fern Gully because Robin Williams is in it and it's fucking hysterical. We all know Fern Gully. Is that not on the timeline? Because it is. that's not okay. I don't think it is. I'm going to add it under Homeward Bound. It needs to be put on there. Um, yep. But then you have stuff like Once Upon a Forest or A Troll in Central Park and stuff. Um, we're not sure we're going to cover all those. A lot of the Don Bluth era films really didn't do well. His most like famous movie was probably American Tale and uh, The Secrets of Nim. Both of those are on the timeline. Yeah. As is The Land Before Time, which I would argue is probably his most famous. Actually, um, yeah, I would say. Once a- once Upon a Forest is on the timeline. So okay, I've actually God. already been, I've been like swirling in there, like, mm, scary 80s stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be in the 80s so, for a while, man. We're going to be in the 80s for a long while. Um, let's start taking us out of here and kind of talk about what's coming up. Yeah, go ahead, get us out of here. We've been talking for weeks about like how long we're going to spend in 1977, and we've been in 77 for a hot minute now. Um, we are going to have the final episode of 1977 and that's going to be coming out um like next week the end of next week yeah around i think on the 22nd we're gonna have right. the hobbit so Rankin and bass is the hobbit so that's yeah. very exciting looking forward never to never seen one. it i'm hoping that this is a mary poppins situation for me and not a uh not a Pete's Dragon situation. For I'm me. trying to decide whether I should like fucking set your expectations. No, I don't. Beca- don't because I didn't set anything for you for Mary Poppins or for this movie. Yeah, you you didn't. Except you told me you loved Mary Poppins. And it well, yeah, everybody loves Mary Poppins. If I didn't love it too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I I'm like, I can't wait to see what you think about this movie. I'm almost done with my reread, and then we'll be watching it, and we'll have that oh, out yeah. the 22nd. But the lineup coming after that, guys, is super exciting. We have not really talked about this yet because we've been just getting our way through 77 and we keep talking about The Hobbit and all this stuff. But coming up after that in the timeline um, for the first half of the 80s, we have so much happening in the 80s. We're going to have the Muppet movie, The Empire Strikes Back, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Return of the Jedi, Temple of Doom. 16 Candles, Ghostbusters, and Breakfast Club, Back oh, to the Future. Fuck yes. That is our lineup before we come back to Disney with the Black Cauldron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's we're going to have a, a Disney sabbatical for a while, actually. This is the last Disney movie for a while. Yeah. So, for sure, stick with us, because we're going to be changing it up here in the timeline, and it's very exciting. So... Make sure that you guys subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You should, you can subscribe now. You can leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. You can send us feedback at timeline at gmail.com. Um, Please do that. Stop texting people or like people. Like yeah, so for those of us. you who know us yeah, and you know who you are. Stop fucking texting me and just write it on Twitter or write it on Instagram. <laughs> Yes, send it to me where it is supposed to come. And um, yeah, for those of you who have our numbers, well, start, start sending it appropriately. Guys. I know, right? I'm going to start redirecting your shit. Um, email us at go behind the timeline at Gmail. Check out the Instagram at go behind the timeline. Um, that's been super fun. We still have Wattober going on for Wheel of Time, although I'm out running of out. material. She's running, I'm running low. low. 
yeah but but the memes are the memes are hot things are going good there's been a shitload of wheel of time stuff coming out this week guys that i haven't even talked about and i won't spend time on it but like it's fucking out there and i can't wait so <laughs> stay tuned on the instagram for more wheel of time news um and then hit us up on twitter at behind timeline where scott always has the episode announcements and all kinds of other stuff i'm kind of bad at the twitter um but hit us up in all of those places and send us feedback and let us know if you want us to back up back to the Silver Age and hit on uh, some of that shit we skipped. Let us know. We'll do it. Yep. Um, but until we see you next time, guys, stay nerdy. Stay nerdy, guys. <laughs>